TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and Friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power. Experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Share half his kingdom 
his power, and his name. The Lord Jesus Christ has a well-devised plan to share his life with his subjects. As he reigns with all authority in both heaven and earth, an overcoming a coming company will share his throne, ruling and reigning with him and having dominion over all things. I said last week, the naysayers and the, those of little faith and those who are negative and um, fault-finding, they're Christians and they may have authority over little demons, but they're not going to have authority over powers and principalities. And God is calling a forth of people to overcome negativity and to come into the place where you take your authority over over not just your little demons that are coming against you, but over powers and principalities. Amen. Revelation 3.21 To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. As we approach our conference, the scepter of the king, the key of David is a mystery for the crown of the overcome. Revelation 3.7 And the angel of the church in Philadelphia, and to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things says he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that opened and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. <laughs> This is the church he has crowned with his love. He crowned the church of Philadelphia, and God spoke to me many, many years ago and told me he wanted a church like the one in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And I ate the book of Philippians, and I ate, you know, and just chopped that upside down, one side down the other, and working toward it, whatever that looks like. He declares this church is his and gives them his power, and they will be kept from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the entire world to try them that dwell upon the earth. I would say there's a lot of trying going on in the earth. And God has a place for you in the realm of his spirit where you can stay above the fray, you can stay above all of it, and you can live there and not live in that realm of fear, doubt, and unbelief of all the things that are coming against the world there, not your portion. They do not belong to you, because he says he will keep you mm. from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the entire world mm. to dry them that dwell upon the earth. Don't listen to anything that's going on in North Korea right now. It's all posturing. Yes. Don't listen to anything that's going on in China and the other nations right now. It's all posturing. Yes. Just keep praying for your president. Because he is the only one that with enough guts and gumption yes. to, to, to push this thing through. Amen. Those who have their heart on mammon, they cannot go to battle to fight. Amen. They cannot fight against these terrorists. They cannot fight against these companies, countries stealing from us because they're afraid they, they will not go to battle and take the risk because they're afraid of losing a few dollars. If you become a warrior, you go to the battle and you don't 
count the risk that you're going to lose. You know that you're going to have to go through all the way. That's right. He will write upon, and everything that you lose in the battle, he didn't hit anyway. <laughs> That's right. Amen. And then he says he will write upon us the name of God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem. And he will put upon us a new name. So we let us learn from the spirit of David, for it would become his key to the throne. I was thinking, I've been praying about Tuesday morning, I don't know yet which way I'm going to go, but I was thinking I was preaching on King David. Well, I've got so many sermons on King David through the years. And not so many on King Solomon. But Bill Johnson gave a word of wisdom Friday night at the conference at New Life concerning the ministry of David. And he explains why I would make so many sermons on David and not so many on Solomon. <laughs> Bloodshed ministries take care of the problem. Peace ministries build. David was a fighter. Yes. And a warrior. And a general. And he fought the battles. But Solomon was the man of peace who was chosen to build. Amen. <laughs> Warrior ministries fight the enemies of God and his people. Like today, I did warfare and we'll go into it in a minute for those boys in Thailand. In that cat. If there's a problem going on in the United States of America, the intercessors in this church are standing, they run to the battle. Amen. They run straight to the battle. Every single one of you. Mm -hmm. And whatever problem is going on. And uh, that and, and you, but there's blood on your hands. <laughs> because you've been taking blood as you go. Mm -hmm. Like those baby uh, seals over there in Thailand. They run to the battle. This right. is what they're trained to do. Mm -hmm. This is who they are. That That is their job. To get those boys out of there. I'm a woman of peace. It's an amazing thing. It always has amazed me. I'm a very peaceful person, if you know me. You see, going, I'm not, I don't have any fight with you. I don't have any issues with you. I'm not going to argue quarrel with you over silly stuff that people argue quarrel over. Amen. Don't have it. But the flow of the Spirit of God in me and our church flows as warrior. We're not going at people with their foolishness and their little issues, and their little quirkies. And quirky people. Y'all don't know any quirky people. Y'all don't know any quirky people. Well, don't get involved in quirky stuff. Okay? God's not in it. He wants you to go after the demons and the powers and principalities and not get your emotions and your energy involved in quirky stuff. Do I get a witness on that? <laughs> How many of you have wasted God's good energy on people that you're just, you went anyway, you're going to convince them any different about anything? Yeah, right. Amen. Just don't bother. <laughs> so, um, I did a little thinking, you know, back. 
because I'm always pressing in to what God is saying and doing. And so I thought about the many battles, and y'all have no idea, in the 22 years of ministry prior to us leaving Little Church. Every year we had a conference, we hit a grand ceiling, one I didn't even know there until we hit it. And you would think that conferences would gather in. No, not Eastgate conferences. <laughs> it's a battle going in, and then there's a battle going out. And if anyone is disgruntled with the church after the conference, they're going to leave because they got disgruntled in the because somebody was rude to them and hurt their feelings. That's right. <laughs> but we're going in as warriors, and we got. And some people are going to come out as warriors. Praise God. Okay? So I just keep going. I just keep going. And I, and I see I am who God made me to be. I am who God made me to be. Now I, I may start preaching on Solomon. Maybe on Tuesday morning. Maybe. Uh, maybe I get to be a Solomon for a while. You don't think you don't think it's going to happen? <laughs> Well, <laughs> but I had seven years of battle with him, and y'all have no idea. I came out preaching by vision, and I told y'all before, I mean, I had Pentecostals fight me, and the Charismatics fight me, and uh, the prophets that heard were fighting the prophets that saw, and I'm a woman, and nobody ever heard me, and the battle just kept raging. And then 15 years of battle in Texas at Little White Church, remember? It was a beautiful thing, but they never stopped fighting us. And I'm talking about religion and Christians yeah. and churches. So, we got to a place, and I'm just reminiscing here. You've heard it before, but I have to think these things through. I got to the place where things were going good, little like church. We had a nice crowd. Uh, we had probably 120 members all together. And we was running pretty good crowd every Sunday. Finances were doing pretty good. We got up to a whole $16,000 in our bank account. And <laughs> that was a lot after all we've been through. And uh, I thought, well, you know, this would be pretty good. God's going to let me cruise this thing out. <laughs> this is going to be my rocking chair. We're going to we're gonna play some peace. We have come to peace. And this is just going to be a sweet way that we're, oh, I didn't think it meant. I know. Hey, I, I, was at, I was at peace out there, cut the grass. I was at peace. Absolutely. Just ride that rocking yeah. chair on out, baby. My, my hair was blowing. I was just thanking God. Angels were doing it. For our nation and the nations of the earth. And the ministry at Willowfork has been an ethical change. Absolutely. It's been growth, it's been hard, it's been pushing, it's been warfare. We've been like David, we've been swung out all over everywhere. <laughs> if you follow the minute, and maybe I'll just start Tuesday morning with the beginning of David's life and just go ahead and go through all of the, through all of uh first and second Samuel or second Samuel. Second Samuel about David. 
Maybe I'll just go through Second Samuel. Y'all want to go through Second Samuel? Anybody interested? Sure. Huh? Yes. Okay, but if you go through all of David, it's like he's been flung from one cave to the next mountain, up one hill, and up a craggy hill, and and shot at and tried to kill and all this kind of stuff. I'm just talking. The Lord has has truly in these it'll be uh, how long have I been here? Twenty one years in Houston. He's given me favor. And he's given me grace in Houston. Where there is neither adversary nor evil occurrence in the city of Houston right now toward me. That was not true in the early days. Yet the call to the nation seems to be stronger. I'm pondering all this before the Lord. They're surely coming to us. They've been coming all year. I haven't been on the website yet, but upon from Valentine's, he's coming in August. I had already set up Bill But I said, okay, Lord, you're standing on, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. Because God is sending them to us. Mm -hmm. Little church. No big bank accounts. We give them a real nice offering. But in the big scope of things, not our little few hundred dollar offerings are anything compared to what their big budget. I'm telling you, it takes money to get on airplanes and travel around the world. That's right. It takes a lot of money coming from somewhere. Well, I'm just thinking out loud, because last night I couldn't find anything to preach that was coming to me. Jerry uh, Backus was here on Tuesday, right? Was it a Tuesday that Jerry came and brought the children at the ministry? Jerry Backus, the minister in Tanzania, 81 children taken care of. His wife is has cancer and needs uh, our prayers. He's here with two of the children, trying to raise $200,000. You know, because that's what it takes to run that operation over there. He's built in Tanzania. Every time Jerry comes, he asks me to go to Tanzania. <laughs> He's been doing that since many years I've known him, which is running up on four or five now. And he's got all these children, you know, and he's got work that needs to be done and buildings he's building. He's built these fabulous buildings. So I asked him, he came to the house, sir. I said, Jerry, what could I do to help you? I don't know what I could do to help you. He looked at me, so humble, Joanne. And he says, you can teach and preach and pray for the people. Mm. And I said, well, I can do that. I can do that. And I said, well, Tammy's sick right now. And of course, I got the conference, and maybe in October, and he said, it doesn't matter that Tammy's sick, you can come right now. Mm. Do you hear the cry? Yeah. Do you hear the cry? Come and strengthen me. Mm -hmm. Come and strengthen me right now. And this is a strong man. Mm -hmm. This is a strong man. So I'm still thinking out loud last night because the preacher's preaching won't come. I did three or four sermons. Wore, about wore myself out last night trying to get a message. Just work it. Get me a message. It wasn't working. 
<laughs> working, but it wasn't working. Yeah. So, as y'all know, I get many invitations to go to the nations. I could go to all kinds of nations every week. Like I said, it takes a whole lot of money. And I only go when I'm sent, and y'all know that. And I know the Lord is sending me for his purposes. Not for me to go see that Mount Kilimanjaro, which I would like to do. <laughs> so, Shannon called right after Jerry left, I guess. Y'all know Shannon, how she watches after me, thank goodness. So I said, you and Trey want to go to Tanzania in October? Trey says, I'll go. Shannon says, no, Mother. She says, you're going to have to get a rabies shot. I said, well, I went to India. I got every shot you can imagine on planet Earth. Oh, Mother, you didn't get one of those. Because you'd know it if you did. I don't know if they're not. You know, naysayers. <laughs> With telling you what problems you're going to run into. So I'm thinking about all this. This year been invited to Nigeria, India, Ireland, Uganda, Belize, and Tanzania. And we're only six months into this thing. I'm talking about people we know. I'm not talking about these other other invitations you get from just come rushing in from everywhere. <laughs> so far I've only gone to Belize, and by the way, I think Pastor Eddie and Sister Edith are both coming to a conference. And when we went to Belize, our ministry team went in as deliverers. There's a lot to be delivered from in Belize, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. you got to go in strong, because they're going to take all you got. Just the very atmosphere will take all you got. Because it is so oppressed and depressed. So Tuesday morning, I shared my calling. I received at the age of 33. Lord, all of you spoke to me, and those of you who were there Tuesday morning, morning heard this, but we're going through something here. We're going to get somewhere, I think. Maybe. Jeremiah 1, 5 through 10. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm a child. That's what I told him. I said, who me? What do I do with this? But see, I wasn't having to do it. I was just hearing it, you know. So I didn't have to go jump off to the nations at 33. But the Lord said to me, Say not, I am a child, for you shall go to all that I shall send you, and whatsoever I command you, you shall speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you says the Lord. Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. At the time the Lord spoke this to me, he began a preparation in me. He began preparing me. There was years, 17 years of preparation. And even though I always served him in ministry all those many years, and I served in the church 
Sunday school teacher, president of this, and on the board of that, and whatever. Vacation Bible school, clean commodes, paint walls. During that time, it was not until I guess it was 15 years later, get the years mixed up. I was standing in Bishop Scott. Apostle Scott, he wants us to call him Apostle Scott now, not Bishop Scott. Let's get this right. I was standing at Apostle Scott's church, and he read the scripture over me. And it activated, when he, under his anointing, read that scripture over me, he activated that call by speaking it into me. And afterwards, prophets, as you know, begin to speak and declare and call and commission to start church. Now, see, I'm thinking, after he spoke that over me, I'm thinking, well, now I'm going to the nations. Because I was pretty much, in, I, did, I was traveling with Don, all in North America, Canada, Mexico, all around North America. So I thought, well, I'm going to the nations. And in 1997, I did go to Israel. And it we stopped off in Italy on the way back. But it wasn't anything of that much significant. Well, that was a very significant trip to Israel, I'll tell you that. But, uh, and all these prophets were declaring that I was supposed to start a church. Now, I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to me, and I'm talking to God, and I'm just talking. Because all of you have calls, and they don't happen exactly like you think it's going to happen. And through these many years since Brother Scott told that to me, okay, let's see, 22 years in that, what was he, 13, okay, 30 years, okay. Almost, close to 30 years since Brother Scott spoke that over me. Okay. Uh, I, the verses five through nine, the Lord has manifested through me. You pretty much know me. You'd say, wouldn't y'all say that? That's pretty much how you would describe me. In verses 5 through 9. Verse 10 has not been, has only been in part and partial. If you're Sunday night, if you're Wednesday night prayer, you see verse 10 manifested me in prayer. Lately, the words I'm receiving indicate that perhaps the authority and anointing of that verse 10 may be coming to pass 45 years later from the time I heard it. Wow. Mm. Now, I'm going over something. I went over Tuesday. There's a reason for this. As you can see, I know, know all that God's doing. And even though he's gave, we have not been given the grace to build a church building. And we've tried. Believe me, many of us in here are actually trying. Yes. Amazingly, the Spirit of the Lord has given us six crowns this year. Hmm. <laughs> but he won't let us build a building, it seems. Although we've been told we'll have one. Um, Let's get on here. I got to hurry with this because I'm more rambling. 
Okay, so we received six crowns this year. And like King David, as we stand before the king, we build an altar of incense and with praise and worship and prayer before him. This is who we are. And we should dance before him as David dance until his feet tap an earthquake in every prison cell of darkness in our worship and praise. And as I opened up the service this morning, I was studying through all of this in 2 Samuel 22, 8 through 20, which is David's song of praise in the day of the Lord. And he delivered him out of the hands of all his enemies and out of the hands of Saul. And God saved David from violence, sorrows, dark caves, and death. He sang. He made dark pavilions, pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds in the sky. And of course, this is where, as we prayed at the start of the service, the boys in Thailand are trapped by dark waters. And they're threatened by more rain, thick clouds. And the Lord delivered David from the strong enemy of death. I declare this today over these boys as we declared them earlier. And in verse 17, he sent from above and he took me and he drew me out of many waters. Church, we have got to declare this over those boys in Taiwan. That the Lord God would send angels from above to draw them out of many waters. As a warrior and a king, David ran through a troop and left over a wall. And we too have been set in the heavenlies to do the same thing. Our hands can war in praise. And as we proclaim his excellent greatness, we approach him and do a work. We don't go, don't go before him complaining about all your bobos <laughs> and expect an answer. Go before him and praise him and his greatness. And then do your intercession. Don't get up in the morning with your complaints to God. Just wake up in the morning and start praising Him. And your whole world is going to change. The golden scepter is extended to produce fruitfulness and righteousness in our understanding concerning the ministry of the priest and king. And we've studied it but we don't understand it because we're not flowing in it. Let us touch the scepter and come into a new epic of understanding. The days of types and shadows will dissolve in the presence of the golden scepter. In part knowledge is abolished in the relationship with the Father. Another thing that Bill Johnson said, which I think I said a couple of weeks ago, or at least I didn't say it, I thought it. Remember when I said that we have all this revelation knowledge that God gives to us? And he reveals to us all these wonderful things, and we have all these prophecies that God has given us of all the wonderful things that we're going to do for the kingdom of God. And But where's the action power that we need it? And this is one of the things, because he moved in action power. He stood up and called out by word of knowledge, healing all over that place. It was incredible. 
the, our revelations have to become action. We need the wisdom and the power of God. He said, what another point he made is the Old Testament is a book of wisdom, the New Testament is a book of power, and we need the wisdom and the power together in order to operate in, in the things of God, in the kingly anointing. Yeah. Okay, I have seen people with power who didn't have a drop of wisdom, and they made a terrible mistake, terrible mistakes. Mm -hmm. And we certainly have gift of wisdom in this church. There is, there is gift of wisdom in this church. Yeah. The church, we need more power. Yeah. We yeah. need more power. The church as a whole needs more power. I saw Bill Johnson move in power. Uh, Friday night. Friday night we were there. I saw Bill Johnson move in power because he stood up and he called out all of these sicknesses all over that congregation with a huge crowd, the biggest crowd I've ever seen in life. Right. And, and he called them out and the Spirit of God moved to heal them. I hope. At least he believed and he acted. You see, whether the Spirit of God, whether the people receive their healing or not, I cannot tell you. But I can tell you that he moved in what God gave him to do. He spoke it out, and he took the risk of failure in case they were healed. And he still spoke it out because that's what God told him to do. Amen. Amen. Okay, so you you have to get over your reputation. Yes, yes. I don't have one, so I don't have anything to worry about. If you get to the place where you don't have a reputation, then you're not worried about your reputation. That's right. And you will take risks. But if you're still worried about your reputation, then you're going to not ever take a risk. There you go. Amen. Now that has to do with your pride and your vanity and vainglory and vanity of religion. Mm. Okay. I'm going to read. See how much time I got? I'm going to read. Y'all can finish reading that. I'm going to read. Uh, 2 Samuel all the way through verse chapter 22. And as I said, this is David <coughs> received three anointings of God. He was anointed three times by God. Not that's another anointing. But each time God anointed him, well let's just talk about it. He's anointed to kill the bear and the lion and the Philistine and become a warrior. Then he was anointed king of I guess it was the Hebron, and then he was anointed king of all Israel. So he received three anointings in his lifetime. And through each one of these anointings, he had a, he started out killing a lion and a bear and a Philistine. What does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> right, chill told me one time that I was a Philistine fighter. Uh-oh. <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> that means that in my lifetime, here comes Goliath. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm a, I'm a peaceful woman. <laughs> I'm a gentle woman. Yeah, you used to be. I'm not looking for trouble. Don't ever get into it either. If you have trouble, you won't find me going. I mean, if you want a pastor, I'll come help you in your trouble. But if you're over there staring at mess and just causing trouble, I'm not going to get in your trouble. Because all you do is having fun in a mud hole. <laughs> Amen. 
not going to get in your mud hole. I'll tell you how to get out of it. If you care, if you want to, most people don't. Listen, I got a hurry. <laughs> I hope so. I didn't have a message today. You got a message. I got a message, huh? It's a good stuff. Okay, let's go to verse 22. Verse 1. And David spoke to the Lord the words of this song, and the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, and him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge and my savior. You save me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death compass me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, and the snares of death prevented me. Now I'm reading to you the spirit of the key of death. I'm reading to you the spirit of the key of death. You know, God gave the key of David to another man. There's only one other man. And then, of course, in the book of Revelation, he gave the key of David to the church. His name is Elkiah. I need to bring that scripture. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was angry. Then went up the smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. That's those coals before the, those fiery coals before the throne of God. Got your name on one of those coals. Those coals of fire have your name on it. That book that we read of that, um, Richard, uh, what's his name? It's his last name. Where he died in the cabin. Anyway, he saw the coals of fire before the throne of God, and one of them had his name on it. There's a coal of fire that's got your name on it. Coals were kindled. God had a coal of fire with David's name on it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, and he, he was seated upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. And through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared, the foundations of the world were discovered, and the rebuking of the Lord at the blast of his nostrils. He sent from above. He took me, and he drew me out of many waters. We must proclaim and declare that our God moved with the scripture for these boys to tell it. Are you lazy or do you have the authority to speak and declare 
and apprehend that king later on. David didn't get the key to the throne, uh, except that he had to fight his way all the way to fight every demon and devil and king and all the battles and all the wars that he fought. And I didn't write them all down, but we might as well go through there and check them out. All the wars that David fought and the spirit that he kept through it all, and he worshiped his God, and his God is king, and there is no fear in him. He faced death. He faced dark caves with dark waters running through them. Just like these boys are facing over there, they gotta have a call on their life. You gotta pray those boys come out of there safely. <coughs> and that was the spirit of King David that gave him the key to the throne. That's a mention about glamour and popularity and all that kind of stuff. He delivered me from my strong enemy, and your strong enemy is death. And that Jesus delivered us. And from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. People in all the battles I've ever been through and people that came against me. And I'm telling you, look, you've got to get a long line. I'll be a long line there. Um, because of what I was teaching and preaching. And uh, I lived long enough to see God set a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Amen. But I never, ever opened my mouth. I didn't ever retaliate. I didn't ever backbite. Or criticized, but I never defended myself. I just stood up and preached. This is what God says. Well, I missed that one, Pastor. Uh, I missed that one, but I'm going to get there. Yeah, we don't say We just stand up and preach the word of God, JT. Yeah, I think You know, just stand, just stand if, if they come at you, just say, I love you, brother and sister, bless you. Uh, you don't defend yourself. Just stand up and, and preach the word of God. Yeah, that's a good word right there. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Mm -hmm. And I got this. Amen. The Lord was my stay. Mm -hmm. The Lord was my stay. There are those in this room who wouldn't be here today if God hadn't taken care of you. That's right. Amen. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. This would be Jesus' righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hand, has he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me as for his statutes. I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him and have kept myself from my iniquity. In all of your decision making, in all of your judgments, in all of your relationships, in everything that you have to decide, if you will take it to God and ask him what is right in his eyes, you're going to land 
where God wants you to land. Mm. You cannot follow your flesh and you cannot follow your understanding. Amen. You have to do it God's way. And you know, cheat a little here, cheat a little there, you might, but you've got to do it God's way. Amen. <laughs> That's a good word. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, Lord, help me. Where was I? With the merciful, you shall show yourself merciful. And with the upright man, you shall show yourself upright. With the pure, you shall show yourself pure. And with the thrower, you shall show yourself unsavory. And the afflicted people, you will save. But your eyes are upon the haughty, that you may bring them down. Y'all know I'm always preaching against pride in this church. Because pride will bring the church down. <laughs> For you are my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will light my darkness. For by you I have run through a truth. By my God I have leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock? Say our God. God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like hind feet and steps up on high places. I'm still telling you, this is the spirit of David that was his key to the throne. Mm -hmm. Amen. He teaches my hands to war, mm -hmm. so that a bow of steel is broken by my arm. Now, your president is in a terrible war over steel. Proclaim this over him. President Trump, God teaches your hands to war so that a war of steel is broken by your arms. Amen. Amen. Interesting that I was thinking about this, about the difference between Solomon and David. Our president is both a, build, a builder and a warrior. And it's like, uh, which, which one's showing up? But you know that scripture I read in the beginning? Let me go back to it. And uh, I need to memorize that scripture because it's my calling. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. That anointing's on George Bush. Trump. Trump. Yeah, Trump. I'm sorry. Thank you. Excuse me. Maybe he needs to on George Bush. He needs There's going to be a war 
there's going to be a battle until all the bad stuff is rooted out. Now, for years, I would I pacifier and a fixer and glue it back together person until God made me another person. And then he showed me that he cannot build on what has and what has not been rooted out. We have to root it out before God will build on it. That's what Trump is doing with our tariffs right now. We may have to pay a little more for our clothes or strawberry or something. I don't know what they're doing. Okay, I'm, I, I'm 12 or 5. I'm still going. Yes. We here. You have also given me the shield of your salvation and your gentleness has made me great. You have enlarged my steps under me so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them and turned not again until I had consumed them. Now your enemies are not flesh and blood. That's right. Your enemies are demonic powers and principles. Yes. And pray for those people who are allowing Satan to co totally control them. Yes. Mm -hmm. On Sunday night, we over. I haven't even got the book The Veil yet, and you're reading it. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's tough. <laughs> it's just for it's just. I mean, it's pretty rough, tough reading. Joanne said, if, if I wasn't there to kind of. Uh, open it up. It might be a little hard, and she's a tough warrior. But it opens up the demonic world to make it how real it really is, <coughs> and what you're actually fighting against. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it also reveals the angelic assignments that are sent to us to help us. So, which one are we going to engage in? Are we going to engage all these demons who have been sent around us? to destroy everything that God's doing, or are we going to engage with the angels? Hmm. I know what I'm waiting on. <laughs> <laughs> and I have consumed them and wounded them, and they could not arise, yet they have fallen under my feet. For you have girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me have you subdued under me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, but there was none to say, even to the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street and did spread them abroad. You also have delivered me from the strivings of my people. <coughs> You have kept me to be the head of the heathen, a people which I knew not shall serve me. Of course, we're talking here about Jesus Christ. This goes mm -hmm. over. Strangers shall submit themselves to me as soon as they hear, they shall be obedient to me. Strangers will fade away and they shall be afraid out of their closed places. Strangers here would represent what we're known as illegals. You know that? Strangers will submit themselves to me as soon as they hear they shall be obedient to me. We're talking about God 
and strangers will fade away, and they shall be afraid of their close places. The close places is where they're sneaking into this country illegally. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avenges me and that brings down the people under me. And that brings me forth from my enemies. You also have lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. And you have delivered me from the violent men. Therefore, I give thanks to you, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation for his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his seed forever. And that seed is you. Mm. You are the seed of Abraham and you are the seed of David. Mm. Because Jesus Christ is the seed of David. Mm. And that scripture is for us. This is the spirit of the key, David's key to the throne. Can we declare this next week President Trump announces that the judge candidate and he leaves to meet with his wonderful friends in Europe and then goes to meet with you? Yeah. He declared this over him? Yeah, we need to declare this and declare it. Actually, I think God has already declared this over him. We need to come in agreement with the spirit of God. Because God showed me when Trump won and he had the spirit of David upon him. Um, I, we spoke it at the conference last, last year. Um, I remember when President Trump first won and I said he had the spirit of David on him. He has gone through the same battles and the, um, his enemies were his own people and the Republicans have turned on him. Uh, this so much reflects our president and what he's trying to do for the good of what God is declaring for our nation. And we need to come in agreement with the word you brought forth as a true word of God for him. Yeah. This is the spirit of David that was his key to the throne. This is the spirit of David that was his key to the throne. Y'all remember anything else? So, uh, 